That was for four people. That's actually really. It sounded really good. Yeah, I kind of waited for your clap before I did mine. It probably didn't really work. There we go. We still need to trademark. Honestly, part of that was just my slow reflexes rather than like just terrible reflexes. So let's let's get the intro underway, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hi, and welcome back to Real Opinions. So this is the the annual best of list where we try to call do a multi-video call that always ends up failing some way, somehow or another. But we've got so it's me and Harrison as well as James. me, Ben, and Ben, and Ben. We're shouting each other down. <laughs> <laughs> It already looks like Harrison's being murdered. Every time it cuts to him, there's just this like blurry, grainy footage of him like lurching. <laughs> this this will be lost by the time this video is on YouTube. But but just I feel imagine like I'm it. in the middle of like friend requests oh, or no. whatever that other yeah, like, chat. That's true, yeah. What was the this video chat like... horror movie called? Not friend. friend. No, that was no that's unfriended. Unfriended. Yeah. Rookie. Yeah. Really different. The difference. What's actually secret is that we are actually in the same house, just in different rooms <laughs> yeah. the same house. And we're all being directed. Yeah. But, so the format for this one is same as last time, if you bothered to listen to that, where we'll go around and do our 10 yeah. to 6, uh, one by one, and then do our 5 to 1. I'm just... Uh, and mm-hmm. If we want somewhere, we can put honourable mentions <laughs> in somewhere, but... We, no, we did honourable mention last time. We, we confusingly did honourable mentions just before number one. I, I, it might be better just to do honourable mentions now. Yeah, instead. I think, yeah, I was going to say let's do Although, it the although the only yeah. thing I would say is, if we do do that, then Harrison might say do an honourable mention of a film. Don't worry, that is going to be I, my number I, one, for example. I have one honourable mention, <laughs> and I, to my knowledge, I don't think anyone else saw it. If they did, they didn't mention it, so I won't do that. Don't Ooh. worry. Okay, right. I would a couple of my honourable mentions. I know other people will say, but I'll just like yeah. breeze through them. I'll just say the names. I won't like. Okay, do you want to start them? If you've if you've got a few, because I'm only, yeah. I haven't only got like two or three. So okay, honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Right, I've got six just to okay. complicate okay. things. Because <laughs> it was it a was a really list. good year. It was a really good year, and I felt bad narrowing it, it down to ten. But it was. Mm. So my my six honourable mentions, in no particular order, Blade Runner 2049, which I won't say too much mm-hmm. else about because I know James will, mm. at least James will go yeah. into more. He's he's staring me down <laughs> really creepily. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got the little video of James in the bottom of the screen. It didn't even take over yeah, the whole yeah, screen, yeah. just James' <laughs> eyes twisting sideways. Pointing at the poster behind him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, also, John Wick, John Wick Chapter 2. Which, again, I won't go into because I know at least Harrison will probably go yep. into it later. Mm. Um, Dunkirk, which I know everyone will probably go into later. Um, Brawl in Cell Block 99, which mm. I really, really liked but found thoroughly mm. uncomfortable all the way through. Yeah. But in a good way, if that's possible. I, actually, I'd, I'd, I'd always put that as an honourable mention too. I didn't yeah. think of it, but yeah. It's it's really like off the chain brutal and mm. like I say totally uncomfortable and really really nasty, in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, Thor Ragnarok because it was just full on hilarious. Yeah. I just didn't have a place for it in my top ten. Uh, yeah. But like one of the most enjoyable Marvel movies I've seen in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And Prevenge, which I know Harrison doesn't like very much, but I've got a lot of love for just how kind of dark and weird and small it is and i really really love alice lowe so mm. that is my my six honorable mentions now somebody else can take over cool 
Shall I do it? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have two. Uh, one of them might be... Uh, just to clarify, we're doing 2017 from January to December by UK schedule. Has anyone said that already? Mm-hmm. My... Yeah. Ah, sorry. No, 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 no. we have okay, just so said it, so now we yeah. asterisk that, yeah. So, one of mine is actually Get Out, which I don't know if other people are going to talk about, mm-hmm. so I won't, oh, I won't go I any totally further I totally forgot about Get Out. <laughs> I think it has been slightly <laughs> overhyped, but it was, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. And yeah. I liked... I, I, it, I liked that it didn't do the obvious racism bad metaphor and she took a different stance. Mm. But the one that I really wanted to mention, because I don't know if enough people saw it, I honestly don't know how many people saw it, but I hadn't heard much about it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Did anyone see... I say anyone, only Ben will. It's a horror (laughs) film. Did anyone see Better Watch Out? Yes, I did, the Christmas one. I thought it was really good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like a really fucked up Home Alone. Yeah, I thought like it was, the yeah. It started off fairly generic, but as it yeah. went on, I thought it became darkly humorous and sadistic in a good way. And I mm-hmm. really liked the villain once he sort of becomes uh, a character. Yeah. Once he sort of reveals himself, I, I thought it was it was my kind of breed of dark sinister humour <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it particularly towards That's... the end when it sort of has you sort of rooting for the bad guy yeah kind of I get it, what you mean it's it was especially fun. for a studio horror movie it was a, yeah it was really refreshing and it was it's nice to see more like Christmas horror movies as well because yeah it was, it was no Krampus tend to stick to Halloween yeah. so it was no Krampus you're right but it was <laughs> it was definitely up there Right. James, do you want to do yours? I, yeah. I know I have no no honourable mentions because uh, okay. my my top ten is a is a well rounded beast. So, <laughs> yeah. Aside from your top ten, James hated everything this year. I hated all <laughs> other films. Uh, I'm sure there are some other films that you will probably mention later, and I'll chip in and say that yes, indeed, they were good. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, Jack, two. I basically just had mm. two, uh, three. Actually, I had uh, Logan Lucky. Which Ooh, was I never the... saw that in the end. I actually, uh, I said it to Harrison in one of the other podcasts, but I really, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Mm. Like, it was just a good heist right. movie. It was just, it was fun, and even though they tried to market it as, like, it's a heist film with dumb hillbillies, it actually has <laughs> good heist moments where they're kind of intelligent still, but in a hillbilly way. And, uh, intelligent It had some characters that were a bit, yeah, exactly. And it had some moments where it was a bit annoying, but the characters specifically... But it was just a really good like movie night film. Cool, cool. Okay. And uh, and good time, which I only mm. watched. Oh damn it! You took Netflix. my number one. But that was actually it was I've I've kind of gotten a bit bored of the one crazy night films, and it was actually I thought it was a good, it was a more interesting and dark take on that, and it was it just had an interesting main character, and it was fun. And good it's on time. Netflix, so it's good time may pop up a little bit later as well. Just saying. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. There you go. Right. So I'll. I didn't think it was going to pop up in any, so I'll, keep, I'll shut up for now then. And uh, the last one was just the In This Corner of the World, which was the World War Two Japanese anime drama that I talked about. Oh, damn it, you took my number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course it was. But, uh, as I, I mentioned it briefly, in the, it was just a really good, interesting look at civilian life during war, which you don't normally get opposed, apart from really sappy films. So, and it wasn't ah. sappy. That's it. You hear that, James? War. War. <laughs> War. Yeah, maybe. Do I like this film? 
No. No. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, it's, it's, it's World War Two, but it's from it's from the Japanese yeah. perspective. Right. <laughs> The, the, from the side of the villains. <laughs> oh, Okie dokie. On that bombshell. In war, everyone. In that literal <laughs> bombshell. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Shall we, shall we move into the, the, the top ten proper? Yes. Who wants to go first? Uh, shall I yeah. start? Shall I start? Because go I, haven't, I yeah. haven't given any honourable mentions. Yeah. So this is one that, if I, if I could have thought of something better... For my number ten, I would have put <laughs> yeah. this as an honourable mention. But there's been that's what of, I did last uh, year. That's <laughs> there's been a lot of same thing I did. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's been a lot of these Netflix original films uh, coming out in the last year. Of course, the latest Cloverfield mm. film that everyone's going on about. Mm. Um, but for me, the best one that I saw in the last year was Okja. Oh. Which that was is... not a mention for me too. Yeah. I forgot that. That was. I was thinking ah, about putting that. In. That was actually right. my number. Yeah, that was my number so, eleven. So yeah, I, I really liked it. Number eleven. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really liked it. Anything with Jake Gyllenhaal is always good, even though it was far from his best performance. Yeah. But it was still a good film. <laughs> yeah. um, very much riding the vegan wave. You know, two thousand and seventeen <laughs> was the year of the vegan. Um, <laughs> But but yeah no I thought it was just a really sweet film and um, Okja was l- as good as any sort of cute mm. Pixar yeah. creation I think mm. um, I liked how so, yeah, it had I some really, really liked, cool I liked how dark it got as well. towards the end <laughs> like it's, I just suppose it's surprised yeah. that yeah it did really yeah that, that was my favorite up. part was when it got dark and horrible but but uh, yeah it was good yeah. <laughs> so yeah so number nine for me was. Uh, it's going to surprise you. Alien Covenant. That is very good. Oh, really Lord. Yeah. I really... It's, yeah, I really liked it. I liked it a lot more than many of the other Alien films. Um, I don't know why. Mm. Just Nor something do we. about Did it. you have your eyes closed for the whole film? <laughs> is that why you enjoyed it more? <laughs> no. Did you like it more than Prometheus? Yes, I did. Then. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was quite good, almost as like a standalone film. I think a lot of the people that really didn't like it didn't like it because they they didn't, you know, they didn't think it fitted very well with. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as a sort of just a standalone sci-fi film, I really enjoyed it. I think my problem with it was that it kind of it was better as a sequel to Prometheus than it was as a sequel to Alien, I yeah. think, or a prequel to Alien. Yeah. Because the, the Alien stuff, the stuff with the Xenomorphs, just felt really crowbarred in. And, and It just felt like they were just like, and now Xenomorphs! It was, there was no, like, I didn't like the build-up yeah, to the them. They just kind of very... hopped out of the, the long grass like animals. It felt very pathetic. Like, the, the central set piece is exactly, just it hanging yeah. onto the side of a ship, like, feebly trying to get in. <laughs> and, like, it's supposed to be this ultimate killing machine. <laughs> exactly. And, like, Ridley Scott went on for so long during Prometheus where he was like, oh, we're going to explore the origins of the Xenomorph. Oh, it's going to take three films to get there. You'll see why they are how they are. And then it's just Resident Then in Evil. this, they just kind of like, went... Mad scientists. Yeah, they it. just went, oh, now it looks kind of like, kind of like a Christ... Th- oh, no. Okay, there they are. Mm. Nothing special, just Shazam. But James liked it. Yes. And well, I, I liked it. So there we go. Okay. I, there you I, go. I don't Sorry, know why. I'll stop proving you wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Number eight was a very late entry into this um, because I only clocked today that it does actually count as a 2017 okay. film. Ooh. Um, and that is call call me by call me by your name. Um, oh, I missed which, that. Which oh, I so saw many things, last though. week and was very pleasantly surprised. 
yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised that you've included it in your top yeah. ten because I thought that it was the kind of thing that you would not hate but just go too artsy or like too pretentious. Which, but but maybe on the face of it, I did think that. <laughs> or that. <laughs> maybe on the face of it, I I I thought, yeah, I might not like this, but it, I was very pleasantly surprised. It the soundtrack mm. is amazing for me. It's the best soundtrack of the year, I would say probably, um, in terms of combination of uh, sort of original score. Mm and pre-existing music so i like that and it just made me really want to go to italy and not have yeah. intercourse with a man but to go to go to italy that should be on the poster i was waiting for that <laughs> yeah it just no it just had a very nice gentle <laughs> it just had a a very nice gentle ambiance shall we say and it was just a, yeah a really good film and timothy Chamelet uh, is very yeah, very good. He either. speaks three different languages and plays the piano in it. Yeah. So he's oh, wow. and, yeah, it's quite impressive. He really he earned impressive. that Oscar nomination. He did. He did. Oh, did he actually get nominated? Indeed. Yeah. I only he found out in like one of the interviews that I read where he's the youngest uh, Oscar like leading actor nominee in years. Really? I can't remember how long. But Possibly it was since. It was like the fifties or something. Oh wow! Okay, right then. No, ignore me. Yeah. Well, you said acting, like way further than I expected. Because little it was Haley Steinfeld recently. Yeah, Ooh, that was yeah. actress. Yeah. 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 And usually the kids are supporting rather than yeah. lead. Give them a chance. That's basically what it it's just yeah. so that they have a, a shot. That's <laughs> <laughs> for the CV. <laughs> so I will move on to my number seven. Yes, go for it. Um, which is Detroit. Mm. Ooh. Which I really liked. I mean, I like anything 60s anyway. So mm. the music in that film is really good as well. It is indeed great music. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it was just a really good atmospheric and tense film. Um, it's quite a long film, over two. I think it's over two hours, two and a half hours yeah. maybe. But but because it was so gripping, um, I wasn't bored at all by it, which is always <laughs> good. Um, and I normally, you, you, I think you guys probably know that I f- have a completely for no reason really don't like Will Poulter. Oh yeah. Um, but he, yeah, <laughs> but he was really good that. in this. He was really good in this, and he plays a horrible character. So maybe that is why, because I found it very easy to hate him. Uh, <laughs> Will Poulter. Side note: I don't know why, but it wasn't until Detroit that I realised he's really tall. Like, is he? really, really tall. Yeah, he's like still... over six foot. No, I, I always had thought him he down was like really bit. tiny. Yeah, but he's like fucking huge. I had no preconceptions. Well, that, that, that was the that one thing I took out of Detroit. Shaped my opinion of the film greatly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so that was a that was a pretty good film. I mean, there's not really that much to say about it. I don't think because um, no, I agree. It's, yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah, it was a, well, it wasn't really fun. I wouldn't call it fun. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, that's not a word I use. But, but it was, it was a sort of a good little, a good little slice of racially charged violence. race tension. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love a slice yeah. of that. That's great. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, a very good film. Um, so there we go. Anyway, on to number six. And this is another film which really, really surprised me, mm. which I thought, I wouldn't be super keen on, um, and that is Lion. Oh god! Which, Ooh. particularly the first half of that film, I really really liked. So the first half is sort of set in India. Um, basically, it's following two young Indian boys around, and it's all in Indian with subtitles. 
And it just... <laughs> it's, <laughs> what's the language? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's my best. Um, <laughs> uh, Let me Google but, it. Hang on. But it was a, it was a really good film. And um, I just... Yeah, I just enjoyed it a great deal. And, and it, I was very pleasantly surprised. Because I think it was... The, the way it was marketed was as this kind of <laughs> Harrison's making me laugh. It's Hindi. The language was Hindi. The language was Hindi. Thank you. <laughs> Hindian. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus just a really Christ. good film. Very well acted. Both the child actors and. The <laughs> <laughs> the fully grown actors. Um, I've got the giggles, so I'm just gonna just gonna say lion. Good film, a solid number six, and I will pass the baton onto someone else. Is that correct? Yeah. Have I got the you, format got right? right? I just keep remembering. The only thing I really remember from that film is the the dramatic like. The, the dramatic set piece of the film is someone going like looking back and forth between Google Maps. And yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Just there yeah. For, like, he kind of yeah. he kind of goes a bit. Wild and creates this sort of murderer-like map, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. the string he stuff. turns into the Zodiac killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Who wants to go next? Uh, do you mind if I go? I might not be yeah, able sure. to stay for like hours, mm-hmm. so you should pop this out instantly. Right, uh, number ten is I won't say loads about it because I know it will pop up again at some point. But Logan. Um, I was a big Wolverine fan anyway and it's kind of like the quintessential Wolverine fan it's the best Wolverine's ever been on screen treated seriously it's the best Hugh Jackman's been it it's kind of part western part kind of dystopian science fiction part superhero movie Um, takes itself very very seriously and I like that as well Um, and it kind of gave a nice epilogue to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Patrick Stewart's uh, Professor X and it just kind of it made X-Men a bit more grounded and still said a lot about the characters without kind of going all Dark Knight as well so mm. yeah I mean I'll, I'll try and be relatively brief um, on it but and I really really like the violence I think a lot of it comes no, from it, the it violence, helps. which I'm not normally one of these people that says superheroes have to be like there has to be loads of blood and swearing in superhero movies all the time, and that'll make every superhero better. It'll make the Fantastic Four better. If they were I think with Wolverine... Brutal violence. <laughs> it would have made it more watchable anyway. It would have made that one more. But I think with Wolverine, it with Wolverine, it's, you kind of need the violence, or at least some of the violence, especially if you're going to make a standalone Wolverine movie, because his character is so based yeah. in it, so... So yeah, number ten, Logan. I think it worked better as well because it was because the other yeah. ones hadn't been yeah. R. That's true. Like yeah, a sudden jump to R. This but you really felt the, 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 the effect first time of it. he does something like truly gory, like right in the beginning scene. Yeah, it does mm. suddenly jolt you like this is different. I uh, oh, yeah, just you really really feel every Logan cut. will be coming up again. So if we want to move, past yes. okay. Uh, yep. My number nine is uh, Raw. The I thought French, you meant Raw. I think it's R O A R, and I thought it was a film. <laughs> <laughs> no, Raw is an R A W. Um, the French cannibal horror movie, um, which I'd heard like a lot of hype about. I think Jack, you reviewed it from LFF like two years ago, yeah. didn't you? 
Yeah, because it was it was at the festival and it took a while to get like out on a wide. Release. Exactly, yeah. it didn't come out here properly till like April. Um, no. But and like I had had a, heard a, like a lot of hype around it, especially from like horror fans saying like, "Oh, people were mm. fainting and stuff." It's really, really like graphic, and I kind of Is I it? forgot all about it when I got about twenty minutes into the film because it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security, and then just kind of yeah. hits you with these really, really visceral sequences. Um, it's really, really beautifully acted, really well written. It kind of takes horror and coming of age and moulds it together in a way that it hasn't really been moulded together before, which I really, really liked. It kind of adds monstrous elements to it, which, again, I wasn't expecting, which was really nice. So, yeah, it was just kind of, even though I had quite a lot of hype going in, it was, it took my breath away. Let's put it that way. It was kind of like a darker evolution of the the really cheesy teen horror films from a few years ago, like kind of Ginger Snaps. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking that those werewolf movies and like because it's all about yeah, it's it's coming of age being a horror aspect. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I will say that I think I mentioned it briefly in the review that I did, but it's the closest like it's like feeling close to throwing up. <laughs> in parts of it. Like people did have to leave in my cinema. Oh wow! So like really? definitely the. I wouldn't say that it's like it's not the goriest horror film ever made, but mm. it just it does have stuff that makes you want to retch a bit. Right. Yeah, it it like, kind of a lot it, of it well, comes, it comes out from of the cannibalism aspect, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, I think so much of it, like I said, because it's such a it's so rooted in its coming of age kind of stuff that when the cannibalism stuff happens, and especially a particular scene with a severed finger, it just kind of takes you by surprise almost and remind you that you're in the middle of a horror movie that you almost forgot about so i kind of hoped that like the thing that stopped me from enjoying it as much is the fact that it it goes from indie movie like you said it kind of lulls mm. you into it and then it goes into a horror <gasps> and then it kind of goes back to indie sort of maybe <laughs> end, i felt or like a bit too much in between and i think they just it i didn't uh find the at the ending uh, like i find it kind of dampened a lot of the horror for me like for the, for the middle section I get where you're coming from. I, 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 I liked how it blended, but I think that's coming from someone that really likes horror movies. Mm. Uh, mm. Right, moving on. Number eight, uh, which I expected this to be a lot higher on the list, but when I sat down and just tried to mould it all together, this is how it came out. So number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, which, again, I was kind of super yeah. hyped about because... Yeah. Like I've been a ridiculously huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan for years and James Gunn's like one of my favourite filmmakers so I kind of had a lot riding on it and it is an amazing kind of spectacle driven space operatic kind of yeah. a really really beautiful film um, and like the first one it digs a lot deeper than just kind of your standard Marvel movie which again I really liked um, but I think it was just it, it feels weird saying bad things about it considering it's my number eight in my top ten kind of list but the thing that stopped it yeah. from being number one the thing that kind of held it back and why i didn't enjoy it as much as the first one was i just i didn't feel as kind of invested in the kind of plot structure as much i think because I, I really mm. love the cast mm. full stop but it didn't it felt like star lord was kind of sidelined yeah. for a lot of it and he didn't really get to be the yeah, star lord we really liked from mm. the first yeah. one and a lot of his kind of like 
Han Solo smarminess kind of got lost. Well, it's because he had the emotional story. He had a very sort of sincere, yeah. saccharine story. Exactly. It just it felt like the, the balance between the the kind of silly, like dark humor and the sincerity just felt a little just bit. Just to more go off. off on a slight tangent, you have absolutely no reason to feel like weird about putting it at number eight because obviously Kingsman yeah. is very very uh, important to me, oh, and I yeah. don't have Kingsman two in my top. 20 even so wowzers yeah it was yeah that's a big drop from number one to exactly yeah i think sequels are hard to get right anyway and for the most part guardians 2 did a lot of good and i still think like i say it's still one of the one of the best movies of the year it just kind of i concur it didn't quite reach the heights of the first one but <laughs> it improved on some things and it dropped the ball on other things. I think. Exactly, like, yeah. It was a mixed bag of stuff, yeah. I think it needed to be a bit funnier. And mm. Anyway, number yeah. seven is Good Time, um, which uh, yeah. I had a lot of fun with just because of how kind of... I didn't expect it to be funny at all. I kind of went in expecting no. this kind of like proto, like new age taxi driver type mm. vibe. And whilst it did kind of have that kind of vibe... Um, it also was really darkly funny and had this really, really weird, loose structure where nothing really felt set in stone. There was no kind of obvious arcs or kind of like reasons for things going. It it kind of, where you'd expect it to go one way, it would just kind of spin on its heels and suddenly just have a really lame joke as a development instead. It was really, really odd. <laughs> and I, I liked that a lot. And considering I used to hate him, I really, really like where Robert Pattinson's going now. I think he's great in it. Him and um, which is one of the Safdie brothers, who's um, his brother in it, isn't it? Jack, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the directors. One of them. I didn't realize until like it, seeing like a Twitter thing or whatever. But yeah, well, I didn't realize one of the directors was actually playing the brother. Yeah, I, I, performance as well, I don't know which one, whether it's Josh or Benny, but one of them, and he is Benny. amazing in it. Like really, really kind of um, like to the point. And I think so much of it, because they have this kind of gonzo kind of like run around, just no marks, no kind of like full on film set style setup. It feels very kind of in the moment and very raw. And I really, really like that. So, um, good times number seven. And then number six is again, I kind of expected this one to be higher as well, but that's not to say I didn't love it to pieces. Um, Star Wars episode eight, the last Jedi. Um, which was totally batshit and a million percent different to what I expected, and I still loved every minute of it. Every minute? It was really... Okay, <laughs> Canto Bite? About... Yeah, bar some of the Canto Bite stuff and some of a certain layer Ooh. sequence. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> which, to this day, I'm still a little bit like, really? Um, <coughs> otherwise, I really, really liked how kind of bold and different it was. I felt like he was trolling at that point. Like he was just. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it it did. It felt like I was in a in the wrong film. I was like watching an internet <laughs> gif or something. I expected that like Gandalf yeah. music to come in in the background. That. <laughs> but over like if that's the price we have to pay yeah. to have like a ridiculously over the top like out there. Star Wars movie that does try and do something different and isn't just a nostalgia trip, then fair. Because, I mean, I do still love Force Awakens, and I probably enjoyed Force Awakens a little bit more than Last Jedi, but I have more respect for The Last Jedi and what they did with it, so... 
See, I think that's, that's strangely enough. That's like one of the few times where all, like, well, at least I know me and Harrison have the same view on that. But you, mm. you also have the same where it's like, yeah, it's mixed again. Like the yeah. Guardians too, it's a mixed bag. Exactly. And yeah. I enjoy, I, but because of that, like, even though the original you don't respect as the first one, you don't respect as much. Mm. It's it was more enjoyable mm. because it was more consistent. Exactly. I, I would yeah. say that I in, in this instance. Guardians and Guardians Two are a lot closer for me than uh, the Force Awakens mm. and the Last Jedi are. I, I yeah. Mm. I, I I really like the Force Awakens, um, and for me the the Last Jedi was maybe it would be an honourable mention, mm-hmm. but mm. yeah, I I kind of agree with you, Harrison. It was it was it wasn't um, it wasn't it was like um, Kingsman step down, but it was it was a step down. It didn't drop the ball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, between the two, somewhere. <laughs> it didn't drop the weird tracker inside the woman's vagina for no apparent reason. Whatsoever. There's nothing wrong with that bit. There's, no <laughs> There's nothing. It's just really lame. It was just like a really, really shit joke that went on for like ten minutes longer than it needed to go on. I just thought it was weird that one track, that one camera shot. Like the one because it was like I was suddenly on that into the void thing. That hell yeah, when it went like inside. Weird. Yeah. Uh, right, that's my yep. 10 to 6 anyway. Who's next? I'm ready, but if Jack wants to go, he can go. Uh, my number 10 is... Mentioned it, like, ages ago when we first covered it on Real Pains, but mm-hmm. 10 is it, Ooh, surprisingly. It's good. I didn't enjoy it as much when it came out as opposed to when we... Yeah, the script was better, but that script was amazing. they did definitely make it... Mm. They made it more blumhouse Yeah, that script mm. was and amazing. Actually, like, I think it would have even possibly been higher on my list had I not watched it a second okay. time. That's I think interesting. You watched it a watched second it time? Second t- I, know you enjo- I know you enjoyed it I've a second time, Harrison. I've seen it five times now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so a tiny bit. Try, try not to uh, say the word it when talking about it. It's so confusing, because I had this with Naomi. <laughs> yeah. I, I told her that I went to see it, and she was like, what? And I thought she was joking, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. But she's like, no, I genuinely don't know what you went to see. And it was like a bloody vaudeville routine as I kept going, it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was still enjoyable when I watched it again. Yeah. Just a lot more of the generic like Blumhouse stuff. I wasn't even thinking about that. Sorry, I've, I've made you really but, conscious um, of it now, haven't I? <laughs> of it. <laughs> And my number nine is this one. Again, this one surprised me as well, but it's Manchester by the Sea. And I know you're kind of groaning from that. But again, it's <laughs> I tried to watch all mm. the ones that I thought were going to be in my top ten again. And just like I rewatched this one as I was going and expecting another kind of just sad film all the way through. And it, the, the comedy surprised me a second mm. time. Mm. And I still found them kind of the moments just as funny as before. And I don't remember yeah, I still, any I still comedy. thought it was enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know if I could I, watch it again. I watched it. I think that's my problem. I was kind of forced to watch it <laughs> flying to America, so I kind of had, didn't have much choice. So maybe I wasn't like they, the most... Yeah, they strapped oh, me down. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, it was well acted. It was well acted, I thought. <laughs> it was one of those films where technically I really admire it, but I, I don't think I could ever watch it again, and I didn't enjoy the experience of watching I it. I didn't see but it. But I have a lot of respect for how well made it is. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. It's not one of those films where I say, oh, everyone has to watch yeah. it. and But like yeah. uh, the problems that I had from the first time, actually I found went away more the second time, and so that's why it kind of stuck out for me more. 
Uh, number eight was uh, the Florida Project, ah, which I just thought was really, really charming and really fun and just a sweet film, even though it's about people in, in po- modern-day poverty. Exactly. <laughs> it's really... It I, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but it's it really... Yeah, yeah. It catches that kind of childish wonder and that excitement, almost yeah, like a, yeah. a kitchen sink version of an Amblin movie. <laughs> it's really <laughs> obscure, but I really, really liked it. And I liked that the kids were brats. Like, yeah. Right away, it starts with it doesn't start with the scene where like you're meant to like them. It just starts with them spitting on people and swearing <laughs> and like calling them bitches yeah. and things like that. And it's uh, yeah, it's not it's not trying to make you like them, but it's not trying to force you to do that. But you still end up liking them anyway. Mm. Number seven was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, because I was really I went when I saw it in the cinema. I was a bit ambivalent towards it. I liked it more than Blade Runner but it didn't really stick in my mind as much as I thought it was going to. And then the second time I enjoyed it... I haven't seen it still, so I, I just it might have been in my top right. ten, but I, I wouldn't know. I never I never saw it. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about it at greater yeah. length. Yeah, that's... Later. I'm leaving it. Yeah. 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 And my number six was Logan. Ooh, which That's high for a comic book film yeah, for you. I, I thought... I thought I thought you'd like that, yeah. The biggest problems with it, like, I liked all the character stuff. Like I said, I, I find that... I find it strange that people don't really say they enjoy the X-Men films mm. as much as the Marvel ones, when I think they spend so much more time on the characters than the Marvel films, but mm. uh, it was st- it got a bit too like generic superhero filmy for me at the very end, but that's the only real issue I have with it, and besides, it, it, like you said, it was the Easy. best Wolverine's ever yeah. been. So, yeah. Is it me now? Yeah. We have it. no Chris, so I took it upon myself to adopt his role. <laughs> <laughs> because my number 10 is, is a film that is probably going to annoy Ben, I think, because of the films that it beat oh, out. But I've got Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. Yeah. I liked Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if it would... If it was, I will come to that fine. later. It's oh. It's good. The second half is oh. really good. Yeah, well, the first half that's exactly what I said. Was yeah. It would yes, probably yeah, yeah. be much higher, like top five higher, were it just the second half? If it like had a Dunkirk structure, if it was mm-hmm. like Dunkirk and just an hour and a half of the sustained battle, I think it could have been better than Dunkirk because I enjoyed the spectacle and the action yeah. more. The problem is just it's lumbered with that um, yeah. lifetime movie opening. But I did enjoy it. I, en- I enjoyed it a lot, uh, mainly for that. The lifetime movie opening, <laughs> which is basically a lifetime movie in itself. Yeah, it's like an yeah, hour and a half. yeah. Um, number number yeah. <laughs> number nine. I have a film that, like like Ben, I thought might be higher, um, and that is the Last Jedi, which I still liked. Um, it was a messy, oftentimes kind of like perplexing. Not in the sense that like I didn't understand what was happening, but in the sense of like, why are you doing this? But at the same time, I think the backlash has made me like it more. Like the more I see people nitpicking Likewise. it, I just go like, oh, piss off now. Yeah. But it, exactly. it was it was people have set up like whole campaigns yeah, and, against and for the it most just asinine reasons. Like, oh, why did I have to see exactly. milk a cow? It was a five second shot. Piss off! Why is it upsetting you that much? Why did you get rid of Admiral Akbar so quickly? <laughs> yeah. was, Admiral Akbar's like Admiral been a background Akbar. character, uh, and I, I really the enjoyed whole time the last anyway. third. The last third I enjoyed more than anything in the force in either of the previous two Disney films. Mm. But I, I think the, the B-plot really does drag it down for me. That, that was my main problem. Yeah. I don't mind the controversial decisions as much. It was that B-plot that really just was like, ugh. 
exactly. The B plot with whom? On Canto Bite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Editing Jack butting in here because Harrison's recording kept failing. So here's Harrison giving his number eight. And then we'll cut back to the recording. My number eight is actually in the same place that Ben's um, Ben's is. It's it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is a film I have seen now a ludicrous amount of times because Naomi keeps making me watch it. It's like I've got Stockholm Syndrome, and the more I see it, the more I've just grown to adore it. And like, I guess it's because I know it more now. So like, I know all the details and the layers, and I'm starting to spot things and appreciate things I didn't before. But yeah, just because I've been forced to watch it so many times. Me, me and Jack have talked about it before. I, I, I think that it is actually, in many ways, a superior sequel. It has more uh, emotional depth. I think the character stuff is actually stronger than it was in the first film. And that that prison scene alone is... The, the prison break scene is one of my favourite set pieces of the year. I think it's fantastic. And I really, really liked the ending. Um, as Marvel films go, I think it's one of the strongest conclusions they've had so far. Because it was something different. Um, yeah, so I, I I actually really liked Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I think it's a, a sequel that I've grown to love more the more I've watched it. Because it sort of strayed from the formula a little. Likewise. A lot of people complained about that at the time. There was like... Yeah, I had loads of like journalists on my Twitter timeline being like, Oh, Guardians 2 is brilliant except for that one bit in the middle that like sticks out like a sore thumb. I was like, what? It's the best sequence in the film. I don't know when, but my recording stopped. Oh dear. Mm, so hey. I'll just quickly recap <laughs> what I said. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll just send Jack... a. It's fine because I have I have everyone's reactions. I've basically been reading from a script, so I can just send you what I said. <laughs> it's fine. Ah, uh, <laughs> the secret's out. The secret's out. Um, I can just send you more or less what I said anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but the, don't even know why you yeah, turned up. But now the problem is I don't have my list on me because uh, I've now returned to right number seven is John Wick two. Which is a film that, again, I think is better than the first one. It's mainly in there for the quality of its action scenes more than anything. Because I think it's a film where every single fight scene could have been the best in any other film. It's just a very cool, well-staged action film. More so than the first one. Because that's sort of what I said about the first one, but in a more lukewarm way. Whereas this time it feels like, rather than just being well-executed, it is, like, perfectly executed. So, John Wick 2... You're one of the few people where I've heard you say that it's actually improvement on the first one. Because I feel really? like most people say it's just more of the same and it doesn't really It is, but, it's, no, I, but I, it's more of the same in a better way. Obviously, I haven't okay. seen it. but um, I No, I, I haven't seen it either. I remember when the first one came out, people were saying, that, oh yeah, it's, it's a Keanu Reeves film. But then a lot of people were talking about the second as being like a genuinely very good action film. Yeah, I think, yeah. It is, I think they're both it, really, really brilliant. But Yeah. I think I the second one does add a little bit more. I'm not sure what. I still, to this day, don't know why it's mm. better, but I just remember leaving thinking, that was better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just every... Sing nothing massively changed, but just every tiny element of it got better. Mm. It's like the, okay. the humour was a bit sharper, the action was just a little bit more bigger in scale, but still as well staged. 
it had like a, a bigger budget, so it was able to go to all these interesting locations. It was just like minutely better in every single way, yeah, rather than exactly. doing anything massively different. That's it. And then yeah. number six is a film that I think the first time I saw it, it would have been closer to number ten, but I've grown to also enjoy this one more each time I watch it, and that is it. Now that I watch it less as a horror film and more as like a kids' adventure film, I think it is. If you go at it as like a Stranger Things, mm. it's brilliant. The kids are fantastic. All the all of their interactions are great, and the there's a lot of imagination and and, and fun to it. Watched as a horror film, it's kind of a bit tame and not particularly frightening. But watched as an adventure film, I think it's like ridiculously entertaining. And I think Bill Skarsgård is maybe my favourite performance of the year, even though he's only in the film for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I think he is utterly compelling. Um, so yeah, uh, It is my number six, because I think it's one of the most just easy to watch and enjoyable films that I've seen this year. I think you're the only person That's... that would call It easy to watch and enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like that script, it would have been dark yeah. and horrible and unpleasant but as it is it's a it is like a fun mm. ghost train type thing it is easy to watch yeah no because, yeah. Like, it's the closest to like a family horror film yeah in some ways yeah, yeah. like poltergeist yeah i yeah. don't know if i go that far but it is i think to be fair some it of is, mine was it's, like it's, it's, i, I actually once i saw it at the cinema and i, I went to like, a, Sarah, like a and she didn't fool. sleep for like three days afterwards <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all family films should open with a child having their arm ripped off <laughs> and their lifeless corpse dragged into the sewer. <laughs> like that's what was missing from Coco. If they got into into the into the other world through incredibly brutal means, that would have improved it. So, are we gonna talk through uh, Chris's ten? Did Chris send in a list? <laughs> no, did you not see the list? He, yeah, he posted it on Facebook. Are you talking about... Oh, I see, I see, I see what you're doing. Right, okay, one second. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you legitimately had it. I was very confused. I'm still G- confused. Give me a second. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris uh, uh, right. I've got it. Ben, if you want to say them and we can react to them, then excellent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm this just is... making sure we're on the same page here and I'm not... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've got it, I've got it. So, right. so Chris, who cannot be here tonight, uh, we're going to talk through his his selection. Mm. His his his, yes. his bottom five. His so, bottom yeah. five? Yeah. No, as in the, the, the bottom five of his top ten. Yeah. Right. Just to be confusing. Yeah. Well, he's not numbered it, so I'm just going to go from the bottom to the top, just because that's funny about it. Right, so Chris's number ten is The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I don't know what to say I'm just laughing at James not, not the actual film <laughs> um, it's such a Chris film which I mean like it's it's not the worst film ever but, but that's what makes it such a Chris choice is it's not the worst thing ever it's just pretty bad I'm expecting Terminator Genesis at some point yeah exactly <laughs> That was an honourable mention. Uh, what's great is Chris isn't even here to defend himself. So. Should we dignify it with with discussion? <laughs> it wasn't honestly wasn't that bad, which is why it's such yeah. a perfect Chris exactly. choice. I'm gonna run because through all of Chris's choices and then we can just talk about them in a minute. Yeah. Otherwise, we're gonna be here forever because they're really <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Right. 
Number nine is Song to Song, as in the Terence Malick film. Number eight is a very is, Number eight is Resident <laughs> Evil: The Final Chapter. <laughs> Did anyone else see that? Number seven is Geostorm. <laughs> number six, number six is Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. <laughs> no, which I don't believe you. I can imagine Chris defending that one to the death because, like, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. The first half was actually quite good, and then it just got weird. But it's such number a five, and I, I know for a fact this would definitely be in Chris's top ten. Number five is Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it is. Because the guy's is the original. Yeah. And to because... be fair, like, I think the, the ScarJo one, it's not awful. I think it's I was not expecting bad, it to be no. really, really terrible, and it's not terrible. It was it's, fine. It's watchable. It was, it was yeah. fine. And the world building in it's really good. I think it's just the plot never really gets going. <laughs> it never really feels like it kind of... It feels like the pilot of a TV show, rather than like a $200 million film. But... Mm. Uh, oh, James, here you go. Number four is Call Me By Your Name. Yes. Which, so I, I, I saw his list. I saw his list because I saw that and that was what made me think, oh, yes, that is indeed a film from, from this year. Um, it inspired you. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good film. It's not as boring as you'd expect it to be. Harrison would hate it. That's a poster quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, the second best poster quote after I didn't want to have sex with a man afterwards. <laughs> Which is still... It's it's a really nice... A really nice watch. Very pleasant film. Okay. Number three... Chris's number three is Mother. Which I I, I don't know how to feel. I don't even know what to say. I still don't really know where I stand on that film. I, I really like Darren Aronofsky. So I went to see it, like, quite seriously when it came out. And I did find myself laughing most of the way through. Like, it is, yeah. it is really, really ridiculous. Some ways, like, it is kind of like a dark comedy, but I just found myself getting really frustrated, and I only started enjoying it when I let myself laugh at it. When I was laughing at it were not the parts that it wanted to Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's really, like... Okay, moving on with Chris's. His... I really want to switch his number two and number one around, but I won't. His, <laughs> his number two is the Lego Ninjago movie. <laughs> I thought Mostly. it was one of those straight to DVD type ones when it was announced. It did look yeah. like one. No, it did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you find it on Netflix yeah. in the kids. I, I didn't know what a Ninjago yeah. was. I still don't really know what a Ninjago was. <laughs> it's it's a Lego only thing, so it's a, it's a tautology. It shouldn't be Lego Ninjago because all Ninjago, be Ninjago is Lego. It should just be Ninjago. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem with it. It's it called yeah. Lego Ninjago, not just Ninjago. Why didn't they do a Bionicle yeah. movie? Or is that no, no I'm sure they did. I am sure they did a Bionicle. They have done, done several, one, yeah. No, they did three. They did three There's films. three Bionicle films. Yeah. Oh, good lord. But, like, the first one, I think, went to cinema, and then the next two were just DVD. <laughs> yeah. That's more installments than the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Bionicle, Mask of Light. <laughs> 5.7 IMDb. Okay. Excellent. Wow. They have a fan base, apparently. Right, Chris is number one, just to round it off. And to be fair, like, we give Chris a lot of shit, but his number one is Blade Runner 2049, so... Yeah, fair enough. Which (laughs) maybe we can save until I discuss that later. Exactly. Right, who wants to go... James, do you want to go with your five to your one? Yeah, I'll move into my five to my one. 
So, uh, starting at number five is Hacksaw Ridge, which we have discussed. Ah! Yeah, we have what discussed. And the, the, basically, I mean, obviously, I'm unduly biased towards anything World War Two, um, but mm. the the <laughs> fact is it just World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like most World War films, but it's just the basically the as you as we said, the first half of the film is utter utter dross, utter. Utter dross. A lot of people liked the first half of the film and found it really sad and yeah. and, and My so, did. so I guess it does it does broaden the film's appeal because actually I think those same people would really hate the second half of the film because it's pretty mm. bloody violent. Um but for me, it's actually, I, I would say it's the best Second World War battle action scenes that I've seen since Saving Private Ryan, I think. Mm, I get you. I think they might, I'd, I'd even go as far as to say maybe better, well, which I know was uh, going to trigger James. That but, is going to uh, trigger me because the opening of Saving Private Ryan is the single greatest moment in cinematic history. But, <laughs> but, fair, but I, I get where you're coming from, at least. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Hacksaw Ridge, very good. I, I think that just that shows just how good that second half is, that it makes up for the utter dross of and the it, first half. And, it, and it, it shows that we should um, forgive Mel Gibson. and just Yeah, he's, he's, a, good <laughs> he's a great guy. What a great guy. And um, Andrew Garfield is really good in the film, because even that first yes, half, which is. is, of course, utter dross, um, he is actually... <laughs> his performance... Is, is pretty good. So there we go. It takes. I just thought that would be brilliant if they introduced him as an Oscar nominee that way. Like you know when they give like a bit of a speech about like today we'll be looking at the like even though the first half is utter dross. <laughs> you still put in a good performance. Um, yeah. So number four. I don't know if you guys are going to cover this, but number four for me was Get Out, which really well, surprised yeah. me. Um, I, I do agree that it's probably not worthy of all the kind of awards hype. And I think it, that is yeah. probably, it's quite political why it's getting all the awards hype. Yeah. But it is a really good film and there's some very funny moments some very dark moments. And mm. uh, yeah, just a really good, it's the kind of film that I like, you know, I don't think we can call it a horror film. Um, but a sort of psychological hmm. thriller. Um, it's like a Black Mirror yeah, episode. Yeah, kind, kind of, of yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But as I say, maybe one of you guys is going to talk about it. I, I already did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, there we go. I, that, I totally forgot about it, but that I, is, I will that add all... that I really, really liked it. And it is one of those films that you get more out of every time you watch it, I think. Yeah. Well, it's kind of so it many once. layers to it. So, uh, so number three. And this film shall forever be remembered as the film, the last film of the the late great. Oh no! Kevin no! Don't! 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 Spacey. Don't! 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 You get it. Uh, oh, no. oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> because it's the last. It is the last big <laughs> film I think we'll ever see Kevin Spacey in again, or at least until the Ferraris. No, you make it sound like he died. Seven to, years, and they'll forget. To, yeah, to, to, to be fair, casting him again. Yeah, but aside from Kevin Spacey. Um, Amazing! Like, the soundtrack is just great, and I think it's fine mm, to say that yeah. because I don't think that uh, it's it's no. But I mean, in the it's sense, not you know, been tainted you know, by it, Kevin. Spacey. You might sort of think, oh well, that's okay. It's just it's all just style and no substance. But the music really it it's no. very it's very much part of the film. It's such a well choreographed film. Yeah. James, did you actually the, say you're talking about Baby Driver at any point? By the way, 
Uh, no, I'm not sure I did. I didn't talk about Dave Gargle. I just refer to it as the last film no. of the late, great Kevin Spacey. Is how it should be named. Everyone knows what that means. Uh, but, he could have been talking about the one that he was cut out of for all we yeah, But I, I didn't know all the money in the world had a good soundtrack. <laughs> um, but no, yes, yeah, a really, really good film and some amazing uh, car chases, like Bond-level-esque. Uh, the heist scenes are just great. Um, yeah, it's just a good film, I think. Good, just good a, a villain good fun towards film. the It's the most well. fun uh, I had at the cinema this year, I think. The most enjoyable film, fun-wise. Uh-huh. Yeah. Number two is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible. Uh, basically, my number two and my number one are very, very close. And They're like the Jamesiest James films I, I could I, possibly Yeah, think I think it's going to be some years before I see a film better than my two top two films. For various <laughs> I remember your review of, of... Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a bit here. But your review of your number one film, you kept talking about how it was like the end of a genre. <laughs> 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 because it had been perfected. It was at its peak. Anyway, well, I'll come on to that in a moment. I'll come on to that in a moment. Um, so yeah, so so Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I actually kind of was was a bit worried about it because I thought it's almost too good. It, it, a bit like Spectre, where Spectre <laughs> it, it it couldn't it couldn't fail. It couldn't possibly fail. Christoph Waltz, Sam Mendes coming back again, but it still wasn't. Amazing. Oh, I see what you mean. It, it, still it seemed too right. good to be true. Yeah, too paper. good to be true. Well, I, thought, I thought you meant yeah, just, it was thought... too perfect. <laughs> like, no. um, That's why I love. But it didn't. Yeah, but... It didn't do anything to yeah. kind of disgrace the first film it, it it was its own film and even even when it kind of brought uh harrison <coughs> ford out of retirement it was just amazing and it's so beautiful uh a lot of people have criticized it i think it's a very divisive film people either really love it or just absolutely despise it and they think it's pretentious for no real reason but i just think it was perfect <laughs> It was just perfect. I don't know if you meant that the film was pretentious for no real reason, or that people are claiming that for no real reason. <laughs> the film, <laughs> um, but and Roger Deakins just. I was waiting for Lord, you to, to pronounce Lord the Deakins. Deakins. Incredible. The Deke. But anyway, this film was just literally a visual spectacle, and I don't think many films will get this kind of budget and artistic mm. license that that. Blade Runner 2049 mm. got. Not not after it flopped. Exactly. <laughs> not exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Such a shame. But then equally, I think that will help it. I didn't see it, so I'm part of the problem. But... <laughs> I think over time, it's going to be appreciated more. A bit like, I guess a bit like the original. Mm. Um, the first one. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. There we go. I just think it's a case of like, it's one of the best sequels to a film yeah. that I can think of. Mm. Because it does improve on every single aspect. And a film where I liked bits of the first one, but it's still flawed and it's slow. And this one, even though it's longer, I think that it, like I said, it just improved on every single aspect of it, which is surprising for such a cult yeah. classic. And it for... found an interesting way of flipping it as yeah. well, like taking mm. the original formula and being like, oh, so the whole time you were like, oh, is Deckard a replicant? Is he not a replicant? And then like right at the very beginning of 2049, it's like, this is your new main character. He is a replicant. Yeah. And they just kind of ran yeah. with that. It's not, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's 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 a sort of like an ideas sci-fi. Um, so mm. th- you know, so it's the first film. So for me, this reinvented it, 
Fennec, a whole whole new range of ideas, and I think it just it it's up to it leaves so much room for interpretation, which is what's so good about the first film. And anyway, I loved it. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to move on because I'm going to be waxing lyrically about another film, uh, and my, that is my number one, which is Dunkirk, which is just I saw this one absolute masterpiece. It is absolutely incredible in every single way, and I say. When I say that the genre has peaked, it's because because I can't think that that <laughs> ended. Like like I said with Blade Runner, you know, it's gonna be tricky for for someone to get a budget like that on a on a mm. film like that. <clears throat> There's not gonna be many directors that will have such passion and will be given the kind of the kind of budget and the kind of artistic license that Chris Nolan was for Dunkirk, mm. and it's just amazing. Peyton Reed, so, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> What did he say? Isn't uh, the girl that directed Bring It On? <laughs> An Ant Man. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Apart from him. Just an incredible film. It's on a, on such a such a vast scale, like massive shink shinking. Massive um, <laughs> sinking ships. You can tell they did so much of it practically as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. There's, there's not really much I can say because if you want a full review of this film, listen to my review uh, because <laughs> I just wax lyrically about it. It's just incredible. Yes. Um, great performances. Lots of people were kind of saying, "Oh, how can Tom Hardy be performing well when he's covered by a mask for the whole film?" But no, he's well, he's done that many times. <laughs> yeah. but, but it's his great. hobby now. He's great. Cillian uh, Murphy's brilliant. Um, the the young guy in it, just an incredible film, and I'm hoping that you guys are going to talk about it a little bit as well. So I will, will will leave it there on Dunkirk. But yeah, that was my number one, and my film of the 21st century. Oh, yeah, <laughs> incredible. I don't know if I can get that passionate now. Soz, no, neither do I. I feel so. <laughs> Ambivalent now. <laughs> I feel like I, I said a lot, but I also said nothing. I look at my top five and I'm like, I really like them. My but... my number one didn't end a genre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any film. Okay, I can I can end a genre with one of these. Right, my five. Num- in a good way or or in like a, <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it's in a bad way. <laughs> right, number five is Gerald's Game, which I really did not even expect to be in my top 10 <laughs> let alone my top 5 but it totally weirded me out and freaked me out and it's one of the most kind of unpredictable horror movies I've seen in a long time And what I'm, did you say? I didn't hear you Gerald's Game I still didn't hear you Gerald's, I'm not being a d- Gerald's, <laughs> Gerald's Game, game. <laughs> Gerald's <laughs> Did you hear me that time? G E. He's heard you. Right, Gerald's Game, as in the Netflix Stephen King horror movie yep. by Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not the biggest Stephen King fan. Like, I like a lot of the film adaptations of his books, like the yeah. original Carrie and Misery and kind of all the classics. But I've never been one of those people that's like a Stephen King purist. Mm. For example, I never saw The Dark Tower. Uh, as someone who is reading it, I can tell you that <laughs> that, that that is a good stance yeah. to have. But just watch the film. Gerald's Game is one of those films that I just. I did not have any idea where it was going at any point. And like I watched at least two trailers and kind of mm. knew vaguely what it was about, but 
I, I still have no idea. It kind of flips on itself so many times. The thing you think it's about isn't really what it's about. It's full of like really nasty, grisly moments, but also this really kind of strong-willed, kind of almost kind of philosophical kind of bottom layer, uh, which is really, really well written and really well acted. And yeah, I think more than anything, it just took me by surprise and it felt original, which for a Stephen King adaptation mm. felt kind of weird. But there you on, go. A, on a related <laughs> note, did you see 1922? Oh, is that the... No. No, no the Tom Jane one. I never saw that one. Yeah. I saw that. I didn't see Gerald's Game, but mm. I saw that. It was okay. Yeah, I, I heard kind of was, fine was things. But Gerald's Game, is, it's worth watching because it is so weird. <laughs> like, it, mm. it goes... Especially in the in the last act, it, it goes to really weird places. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's number five. Number four is War for the Planet of the Apes, which I expected uh-huh. to like... But didn't expect to like as much as I did, because it's I don't know I kind of expected like oh it's a war movie it's just going to be like all the dark bits from Dawn but spread out mm. spread out for like two hours but it's not it's like one of the most lighthearted of the three which I really didn't expect. Is it? Well, well, I think so. Concentration camp and what? the crucifixions. Well, no. Aside from that stuff, but like when they're in the aside when from it turns into it. like the Great Escape, but with apes. No, that bit is good. And that it, bit is it's, it, that bit's lighthearted. But they do that in, in Dawn. As I well. know. It just it felt like I think it was more just it took me by surprise and it was really mm. really well put together. All of the characters, especially the apes, were so well kind of like twisted yeah. together. Uh, even Bad Ape, who I expected to find kind of annoying, I really really loved yeah. him. That was um, that was one of the biggest surprises. Was he seemed so exactly. poised to be Jar Jar, but he exactly, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But it really, and I think it just kind of confirms that Matt Reeves is one of the best directors working in kind of yeah. big. If anyone can movies. save this fucking DCEU, exactly, yeah. He's <laughs> he's so kind of eloquent with everything he does, and although like Andy Serkis's performance is really good in it, this was the first Apes mm. film where I wasn't like, Andy Serkis was the best thing about it, it's kind of everyone was really, really amazing Yeah so that's Well we have four. an interview on the channel <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, well, We with have the interview with uh, uh, Karen Canoval With Maurice Yeah, for, who plays uh, Maurice, yeah and that's uh, that's like a full interview on the channel but I th- it kind of, for me, it feels similar to how James kind of talked about John Dunkirk where like I didn't it's weird to see a film like that being done on a big budget mm. I, I think it's weirder than Dunkirk name. Because it's a franchise, like yeah. Dunkirk is mm. is a uh, uh, is a completely original thing for Christopher Nolan. Which I'm not using that to take away from Dunkirk, but I think it is even weirder that Matt Reeves has been able to take this studio blockbuster franchise and turn it into a really slow, uh, meditative, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like mournful yeah. like exactly. thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's a really like neat ending to the trilogy as well. I really like what they did with that. Um, cool. And then number three is again one that I didn't expect to be this high, but I'm really really pleased it is Paddington mm. Two, um, which <laughs> I really liked the first Paddington, and I kind of went yeah. into this mm. one expecting something not quite as good, uh, but came out probably liking this one more than the first one. It just felt really really kind of yeah. charming no, and sweet Definitely. and well made and inventive and. Like I'm not usually a fan of kind of like family friendly kids films really, but this felt not only did it feel like multi generational in the same way a lot of Pixar movies are, but it, it felt like it didn't let the the kind of PG certificate hold it back. It still did a lot of really ambitious, 
weird things visually. It's still kind of like... Yeah. It didn't hold back anything with its action sequences. It was really kind of kind of quite mournful and sad in places. It, it wasn't kind of scared to go to some quite dark places. Um, and yeah, I think it's... it's like it. Like, like it. <laughs> Did you just compare Paddington 2 to it? <laughs> They're family films. Yes, family films. But yeah, I think it's just... Like I say, it was. I was surprised more than anything that. Are you talking about it or Paddington? <laughs> Paddington Two. I was surprised that Paddington Two, uh, a film that's kind of so aimed at families and so aimed at children, and I mean, it, it had some money behind it, but it's still British. It's still kind of yeah, quite. Yeah, it did feel very British. quite grounded. It, it still felt very British, and it wasn't kind of afraid of its British identity. It didn't try and Americanize itself. It didn't try and kind of be down with the kids and do anything kind of like try and kind of do anything yeah, too yeah. progressive and it was really like <laughs> so kind of classic <laughs> progressive well you know what i mean it, it, kept it them, didn't like bring in social media place. or like paddington joins facebook or anything stupid no, like that. It, yeah in some ways i felt it was a little bit like um wes anderson-ish in that sense yeah exactly like, it was it was like, really classical not quite real but just all about the, yeah. sort of the charm. Storybook style. Yeah, and it, exactly, Yeah, it, exactly. it felt kind of timeless in that <clears throat> sense as well. It was really... And it just has like this really, really lovely ending to it. So, mm, number yeah. three is Paddington 2. Because, I, honestly, I think Paddington 2 is the thing that made me feel nicest about everything this year. As a, like, a children's film, I think it's one of the first cases where I think it's a really great children's film that doesn't just follow... The, that will get kids laughing and crying as well as mm. it doesn't just follow the Pixar exactly. standard of yeah. character goes on a journey and it, like, it follows all the same beats that you're kind of used to now with Pixar films. Yeah. And it, it, does, it does that, that weird still Paddington thing. Emotional response. It, it has... That's a really, that's no, a, on a, sorry, you go. I was just going to say on a similar note, the same could be said for it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. As a as a side note to the Paddington Two thing, it's just that if you want to go to the prison, you can. Really? So I went to it last week. Yeah, it, oh, wow. yeah, Where it's is the it? prison that to... was used in the CBBC series, The Slammer. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's also in other films like you know uh, the Italian Job, which might be a bit <laughs> a bit more well known than the CBBC series. Like if, <laughs> if you want to go somewhere interesting in Ireland, go to oh, it. It's in Ireland. Wait, it's... It's an island. Yeah, it's in Dublin. So what's it called? Uh, uh, Kil- Kilmainham Gaul. Kilmainham Gaul. You heard it here first. But yeah, it's just it was a really and besides just the fact that you can go where they shot Paddington Two and a lots of other films, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's a really cool looking prison as so, yeah, well. I just thought yeah. I'd mention that. You are. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's like Victorian style. Right. Cool. I'm gonna press on with my number two, and my number two and number one have changed around a little bit, but I've changed them back because. I feel like the reason I had one, the film that's now number one as number two was because it came out a while ago. But I watched it again recently and it, it is kind of still mm. number one. Uh, so my number two is Baby Driver. I know we talked about it already. Um, it's one of those yeah. films that, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm self-confessed Edgar Wright, like, fanboy almost. I've, I've loved every film he's made. Um, and I'm not ashamed of that. I think he is one of the most inventive directors at least original directors that's making kind of original movies. Well, yeah, I, I, and he inspired Peyton Reed as well. <laughs> so he also had that. <laughs> More than anything, he inspired American Hotel Peyton Reed. <laughs> uh, but I, I think Baby Driver is 
aside from kind of some of the bad press it's been getting recently because of the whole Kevin Spacey thing, I think it is. Has it? I haven't seen. Yeah, that. I think more than anything, it's, it's just kind of dropped off a lot of people's radars because of it. But oh, okay. it's circumstance. Yeah, I think the, the actual, actual film, film itself is very, yeah. very beautifully made. It's a proper kind of love letter to the seventies car chase movies, but it's still very, very current and very, very kind of two thousand and eight seventeen. Um, I, it's the first time I've ever yeah. actually liked Ansel Elgort in something. Uh, <laughs> it's the first time I've really liked Lily James in something. I've never disliked her, but I've never really noticed her much. So I think the fact that the two of them yeah. totally own the film <laughs> is really kind of a testament to how good they are in it. Um, I think John Hamm's amazing yeah. in it as well. I think he kind of John Hamm. Yeah. Gotta love John. Love Hamm. a bit of John Hamm. Um, yeah. And not just that, but obviously, yeah. like James, you talked about the soundtrack Hammer. as well, and I think the soundtrack is such a key part of it. Yes, yeah, so. but it's it's so precise, and I, I'm I've got so much admiration for how kind of well put together it is because I know it must have been an absolute nightmare to put together, and it, you don't yeah. notice any of the yeah. stitching mm, yeah, at all. Yeah. It's so complete and well well versed. So. And I think yeah, seeing it, yeah. I've yeah. seen it three times now. I think the second time I saw it, uh, second and third times I saw it, I didn't like it as much as the first time, but it's still very much kind of one of my favourite films of the year. So yeah, number two's Baby Driver. Let's wait till yeah, I think it's back. it's the kind of film I would rewatch. Yeah, which is unusual. Exactly, I, I couldn't wait to watch it again. I wouldn't do so. that right, my let's just go with it. No, <laughs> my number one is La La Land. Yeah. Um, again, I kind of yeah. I nearly didn't put it as my number one just because it was involved in so many discussions and top 10 lists last year because it only came out in here in january last year mm-hmm. but yeah. i think just today it is still the the most entranced i've been in a film uh for some years probably since la la land yeah. and fury road are like the best films i've seen in a hey he's back i have another poster quote for what's you what's your poster quote james your poster quote is it's a musical that even james liked Ooh. um mm. It was, oh, that's true. It yeah. was in the top mind. 10. I actually mm. swapped it. Oh. it. It dropped out of the top 10 when uh, Call, Call Me By Your Name came in. Oh, um, fair yeah. enough. I think it's just, like I say, today it's still... I, I've seen it like five or six times now and I still love it just as much every time. Mm. It's so infectious mm. and kind of classical and timeless. and It feels yeah. very much kind It made of, me feel I, things. At the same time, it's nostalgic, even though it's very much a film of our age. And I, I love yeah. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together in anything. So, so the good. fact that they're kind of at their so the height of their kind of charmingness, um, yeah. yeah, I think that it's gonna. I'm gonna struggle to find a film better than La La Land or a film that made me yeah. feel like you, warmer and lovelier than La La Land for a while. So, yeah. should I do my Go five and then Harrison? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 My number five, similarly surprised as Ben, is Paddington 2. Oh. Well, there we oh. go. Join the crew! Because it was just... Uh, I'm trying to really make it so that it's just the films that I enjoyed. Mm. For the, like, <laughs> ranking it for the top ten. Yeah. And I did. I came out of it just feeling really nice. Like, it's just a very nice, sweet film. And it's not. it doesn't make me feel cynical at all. Yeah. Which is something that's really hard to do. And it was, like you said, it was just all the reasons of, it was an improvement on the original, it kept, it was really visually interesting as well, like, even for, like, the way that it manages to dip in and out of different types of animation, and some of the camera shots, especially for the budget, is amazing how it managed to be so intricate on some of the camera Mm. shots, but um, besides just that, it was charming all the way through, it wasn't 
there wasn't like a dud moment. Exactly. A, a, like noticeable dud moment, and the ending was very sweet as well. Like it was just, it's just a great kids film. Yeah. Uh, Lovely. My number four was uh, Get Out. Yeah. Which again, it was. I didn't expect to be so high when I first saw it, but it was just it was enjoyable, and it got better every single time I watched it, and kind of similar to how Harrison was. That's the film that I've most I've watched the most this year just because I've watched it with yeah. like different groups of people and yeah it's 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 I'm surprised at how much it managed to grow on me every single time like noticing new things number 3 was call me by your name which mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting number 3 which yeah i mean it was like exactly like you said James the soundtrack was really really lovely like the the soft jan stevens track for yeah. that i really really liked amazing uh, the t- both, of, both them. of them and i think that it was just it was just a really nice romance film and like you said it was the wanting to make you go to italy yeah and i think it was really like jack point to make about it but i really liked the sound mixing of it <laughs> because it really like but it really felt like a pl- a, wanting you to be in a place like it really made it feel quite strangely visceral yeah. even though it's just a this is italy not like some far sci-fi place or a war or anything like that it really made you feel like you were in mm. the place where it was yeah. and it was just a really sweet interesting story and yeah it made me really like the characters yeah i agree it's a very simple film but very yeah, very simple, atmospheric yeah. and dare i say it a very sensual film <laughs> um, but but like what you're saying because of the sound make you want to uh, the man. sights no but like, <laughs> But, yeah, I was so just... firm. Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to joke about it. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, Jack. I'm still pissed. I didn't yeah. get to see it. I think it's still still out though, isn't it? It's still showing. Yeah, it's showing. It's been out for like still running months, in yeah. some because I only places, saw it last weekend. Yeah. My number two, which Harrison may be surprised at, is Baby Driver. Oh yeah, considering I had to defend him from you, I had to like we had a podcast yeah, exactly. where he was properly like having a go at it, and I was like, no, it's good. <laughs> oh, it's good I wasn't, I wasn't good. saying it was. He, he literally said point. it was the worst. He said it was worse than the Mummy. He said it was what? the worst film he's seen all year. I never it's not, said your number one, the Mummy Jack. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. By that logic, it must be. I just really loved that that memorable scene. <laughs> the bit with you know all the, the crows. <laughs> you know that bit with the crows. Yeah, yeah, the bit with course. the crows. Do you mean the bit where they're hanging upside I down? I don't remember any scenes. That's no, that's why I said <laughs> it. I don't remember any scenes. Um, what was I talking? I was talking about Baby Driver. That's yeah. right. It's a film that's grown on me every single time. Like I said when we first reviewed it, when I wasn't too fond of it, mm. like when you hate it's it, Edgar, every Edgar Wright film builds every time you watch it for me. Mm. Anyway. And unlike Ben, who you said like you didn't enjoy it as much the second or third time, I just, I know I appreciated it a bit more every single mm. time. And it you do notice yeah, extra I just, things. I, found, I, I was having more fun with it yeah. as it went mm. on. And it's a key moment in film history because, as I said, it is the last film of the late great <laughs> Kevin Spacey. God damn it, James! <laughs> do you want him in the in memoriam section at the Oscars? Yeah, I think so. I think it's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that when they air dropped them cookies? That's what I was that remembering. Was, that was that, the, really that was like moment. the most privileged thing ever. I was watching a lot of rich people <laughs> yeah. get 
cookies airdrop free to stuff. them yeah. whilst they go on about how they oh, about all these causes and like you just had cookies sent to you by tiny parachutes <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> well, well like the free iPads are under your seat in the gift basket yeah. or whatever God, yeah. You get. yeah anyway we got, that was a big distraction <laughs> but my number one is of course La La Land mm. like it's I kind of had the same feeling of you where Ben where it was like, because we've been talking about it for so yeah. long in so many of these lists, it felt kind of like, is it still my number one? But yeah, it is. I Definitely. just I, I just love it. It's just, a it's great just infectiously I, lovely. I'm so surprised that Dunkirk has not featured higher, but there we go. Harrison saved the day. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to... <laughs> no, he's not I, I, Yeah. Uh, uh, continuing, I'm going to probably continue with the Chris trend. So, oh, good lord. <laughs> is it the my number five five is, movie? <laughs> that was I didn't count that as a film because it's an experience. <laughs> so because it's not Lego, it's just Ninjago. Yes, yeah, the number it's one Lego experience Ninjago. of the year. <laughs> no, my number five is Baby Driver, which I guess means yeah. I'm the person to put it lowest. But that's not because I didn't like it. It's I genuinely found last year was difficult because I was trying to fill my top ten. This mm. year was difficult because mm. I was actually trying to rank the films that I liked. So, Baby Driver was a great film that I thoroughly enjoyed for basically all the reasons you said. I don't have anything much to add there. Mm. So, I'm just going to leave it at, at, at it was very, very fun. Number four for me is... Fuck yeah, what's it? Not Rise. No, Wall. <laughs> the <Apes. laughs> I genuinely didn't remember what it was called. Um... Uh, I didn't like it as much as Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because, uh, for reasons that we discussed at great length in the podcast, but I still think it was a very surprisingly moving film and uh, a technically impressive film on every le- level. Like the score from Michael Giacchino is amazing, the cinematography is amazing, and the effects are beyond. Like when I say unbelievable. Like normally that's just like a hyperbole, but they would ge- there were times where it was like I genuinely cannot believe that some of this is CGI. Exactly. Yes. It's- the, the the detail on on the apes is yeah. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it was an amazing film that I I enjoyed very much. Um, just not as much as I did Dawn. Number three is a film that I, I am I the only person to put this film in there. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, oh, is it my guess, my are, special yeah. um, mentions or whatever? Yeah, honorable mention. I I I loved Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was the funniest film I've seen since since what we do in the shadows. Actually, um, I I thought it was incredibly funny. I thought it was better than most of the Marvel films as a sci-fi and fantasy movie. And I think it had a, a, its director's voice hmm. way way more prominently than most uh, comic book movies do. Like it felt like a Taika Waititi film, and I thought it was. Uh, a genuine blast um, throughout, basically. I thought it never had a dull moment, and it gave me more laughs per minute than a million other proper comedy films would. Like, it, it, it had more laugh. It had a higher gag, like, hit-miss ratio than most modern comedies do. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I would actually call it a comedy, though. I know, I know a lot of. I know it was a fantasy movie first and foremost, and it was still mm. a Marvel comic book movie. But I would at least put it as the second genre is comedy. Like mm. it felt like it was primarily interested in making you laugh, which I really liked about it. Well, I mean, and the thing is, it it worked. It was funny. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I, but at the same time, what I want to stress about that was that I was impressed that Taika Waititi did the fantasy and sci-fi stuff as well mm. as he did. Like that chase, that chase from the Grandmaster's Palace in the spaceships is really cool, fun mm. dogfight. It's as fun as anything in Star Wars, I thought. Um, and so, the, yeah, I, the end on the Rainbow Bridge is really cool as well. Yeah, that felt that felt yeah. like a proper comic book brought to life. That exactly, with yeah. guys machine gunning skeletons and a giant wolf <laughs> fighting the hulk it was that felt like a proper comic book image yeah um, and, and and i also like how almost every moment that in any other blockbuster would have to be treated seriously they could just completely deflate it with a joke <laughs> like when yeah uh spoilers here but when 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 asgard gets destroyed and he's like um uh, we can we can rebuild and the foundations are still strong and it like collapses and he just goes, oh no those foundations are gone like that was that was brilliant I love that they that Marvel actually let him do that just like undercut yeah. every serious moment with a joke and when um, they killed the and, Warriors three as well they just yeah. didn't even like give them a line they were just like oh yeah, <laughs> just bye, that's true. Yeah. Um, I liked that because I think it acknowledged how little people. Yeah, exactly, like yeah. somewhere there's a bunch of like hardcore Thor fans, like oh my yeah. god, no! <laughs> and, like ninety nine percent of the audience are like yes. My number two at the complete polar end of the spectrum, like you know how James's uh, one and two were like such James films. Yeah. My my one and two couldn't really be more different, but my number two is Logan. Fair. I think Logan is the best comic book film since Iron Man three. So take what you take what you will from that, because most people don't like Iron Man three. But I I really 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 love it. I watched mm. it so many times, and I still find it just amazing as a film. I I would put it up there without. Like, I think it is completely deserving of its Oscar nomination. I don't think that that's ridiculous or, like, I'm... No, I was really pleased, yeah. Yeah, it deserves it. It is that well-written. It, it, the character stuff is that good. And I think it could have got uh, acting nominations and they'd have been completely justified as well. Exactly, I think yeah. it is so ridiculously well-crafted, so ridiculously well-written, and... I also, to go back to what you were talking about with the violence, it wasn't just the, the violence, but the way that all of the fight scenes, for the first time that I can remember in any blockbuster in a long time, it felt like there was peril. Like, they mm. managed to make the one character who is basically invincible and make every fight sequence feel threatening and tense. Yeah. And all of, it also helped that the violence was creative and different. It wasn't just like he cuts people's throats. He's like stabbing people through the eyes. And exactly. The jaw like and everything, which was great. And, and then it ends in a genuinely moving way. So I mm. thought it was so much better than it had any right to be. Exactly, and yeah. Mm. Wolverine movies can just be however, but... The, the, the weirdest thing about it for me was how annoyed it made me. That it took <laughs> the, until the end of the trilogy to get this good because I was like, yeah. why couldn't we have started this well and then like had a great trilogy instead of doing it finally at the end? But I I would also say that like if I was to recommend any comic book film to James, it would be Logan because it's it's kind of like a neo western. Mm. Yeah, I I'm, like, I'm very keen to watch it. So when it becomes I, available on some form of streaming service. I will mm. definitely watch it. I, I think you would like it. Um, anyway, my number one is also La La Land because <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm a sheep. 
Um, <laughs> I people still think I'm joking <laughs> when I say that. I honestly, I'm so surprised that you really liked it as much as you did. I adore it. I I think it is near enough perfect. I think it has one of the best endings in storytelling, not just film. I mm. think it as as a as a fan of purple, I think it is a beautiful film to look at. Um, and as far as the soundtrack goes, I am still annoying Naoma with it over a year mm. later on a regular basis <laughs> and I don't I'm get tired st- of it. I still listen to it like almost daily. Yeah, no, I do. I honestly listen to it almost every day on the bus and I genuinely thought it would have driven me insane by now, but it hasn't. Um, I love the idea of Harrison sat miserably on the bus in the rain no, with Major Doncaster. Da, 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 da. Yeah, honestly, that, that is basically exactly what happens every day now, um, and I and I'm I'm very grateful for it. Um, it's 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 a it's a rare film that makes me me feel. That's good. It's the fact that as well as that you were so. Not completely anti-musical, but you just didn't like any other musicals I like, really up until that I like, point. Uh, I, I always liked the Disney ones. Oh, yeah. They're kind of in a different category, aren't they, though? Like, from classic... I, exactly. I was open musical to films. Singing in the Rain. And I thought you loved Cabaret. <laughs> oh, my God. Or well, Seven Brides for well, Seven Well, that's the brides. thing. When, when, I see, when I see, like, stuff for The Greatest Showman or whatever, it makes me doubt <laughs> if I like La La Land that much. I just sort of go... Do I, do I really, when this is what it has wrought, when this is what it has, has visited upon me? But, um, yeah, I think it is a, a near-perfect film in everything from its technical aspects to its storytelling to its emotional content, and I could happily watch it over and over and over again until I made everyone around me sick to death of it. <laughs> wonderful. Most wonderful. That's a really good note to end on, I think. Yeah, so that was our top ten of 2017. Only two months too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll be back soon. Well, actually, for us, that's really on time. <laughs> Very so. on time. And we'll be back, hopefully, in, in not too long with an amount realies. of time. With the release. Really? Mm. Yeah. The most significant event in the cinematic calendar. Yeah, well, no matter how long we well, we typically we film them around like March, April time, isn't it? Like mm. late yeah, March, yeah, usually April, late March, so around that time. We, we'll make we plans, then eventually it will come out in June. We we, <laughs> we used to get them out before the Oscars. We, we used the first one. We did yeah, we used studio, yeah, and we yeah. were yeah. students yeah. All those and years time <laughs> and yeah, time, time, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and. All right, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, that's, as James said, it's already been the wrap-up. Uh, we have more stuff coming in the future. Uh, like you said, the re- release coming up, as well Ooh. as, it's like, it's now, it's the time when all the Oscar films are coming out in the UK, so that's why there's a, at the moment of recording, there's more reviews coming out than usual. Mm. And, yeah, if, if uh, all the feed stuff is now fixed, hopefully, so now the audio feeds shouldn't have any glitches or anything like that on both this one and Backstory Scripts. And... Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Like and subscribe, yo. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um. Back. Oh shit. Bye. <laughs>